there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. This is the one only show where we go back in time and we review a movie as if we had seen it for the very first time. And joining me once again, you know him, you love him. It is Robert, the Ghostwriter Martinez. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Thank you for having me back on. Yeah, yeah. This is good, and this is the first time we're reviewing a movie that isn't Spider-Man related, <laughs> right? This is uh. <laughs> It's been a fat minute. Yeah, it's like we. I think the last non-Spider-Man movie we reviewed was Avatar, which oh god, we which we loved that movie, right? Oh, easily my favorite movie. Uh, it is. It's the greatest movie of all time. Like easily. easily. I mean, it. Nothing it should have won best. Has. It should have won best picture. I mean, come on. Please, best CGI, best character development, whatever. Absolutely, but Robert, I I just have one thing to say. You wanna know what that is? What is it? You called me boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We gotta we gotta start this off right. Ah. <laughs> uh... I'm hooked on a feeling. I'm high, I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, As you guys can tell, we are going to be reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one and the second one pretty soon. But for now, we're going to be talking about the first one. So let's let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. And let's talk about 2014's. Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, Robert, I want to start off with I don't want I don't want to go in, straight into the memories. I just want to go into what was your reaction when you heard that Marvel was making Gar- when in 2012 when they had announced their Phase Two lineup? What was your reaction when you heard Guardians of the Galaxy was happening? Well, let me take you back to a time where no one knew shit, <laughs> and I was the only one who did. Right? Yeah, I, well, I was. I was one of those people who didn't know shit. So. <laughs> yeah, so I learned about the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, when I was a kid, and it was kind of by uh-huh. accident, or not by accident, it was, I was watching uh, Earth's Mightiest Hero, uh, Heroes, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they introduced the Guardians of the Galaxy um, through that cartoon series, Right. and that was my very first introduction, I'm like, what in the ever-living hell, there's a talking raccoon and a talking tree. <laughs> and then immediately once they announced it I was hooked right I didn't care I just wanted to see this live action right right I didn't care if it was going to be stupid or dumb I wanted to see a talking <laughs> raccoon <laughs> yeah um, so that was my kind of reaction I was really excited uh huh and then um, yeah oh yeah. go ahead uh, no, 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 continue, continue, sorry. Okay, well, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I was one of those guys back then who knew, no- like, okay, so taking you back, Comic-Con 2012, um, the Avengers had just come out, and I was really, really excited for where they were going to go after Avengers. You know, I was so excited because, you know, Avengers was the movie of 2012 for me. It was Avengers... The Dark Knight Rises and then The Amazing Spider-Man were the three biggest movies that were coming out that year. And then, obviously, the the first Hobbit movie, because I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. But then at Comic-Con, the Marvel panel happened, and they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, and I literally was like, who? (laughs) Like, Like, I legitimately thought, 
they were going to announce like maybe an Iron Man 4. Maybe we were finally going to get Edgar Wright's Ant-Man to, to come out before Avengers, for, before Avengers 2. And when I saw the title card, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, wait, what? Is this supposed to be like some Star Wars knockoff, like Star Trek? Like, I don't want... Like I don't, I don't want, I don't want this in the in the Marvel universe. Get out of here with that. But then, I did start doing a little bit of research as to who they were, and then I heard that uh, Zoe Zeldana, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, and Dave Bautista got involved, and I was like, oh, okay, they're actually taking this a lot more seriously than I thought. <laughs> yeah, uh, real- when I first heard the cast, I didn't know who right. anyone was. Right. Right, yeah. Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel. That's the only people I knew. Oh, yeah. I mean, Zoe Zeldana. What was it? I didn't watch Parks and Rec, so I had no idea who Chris Pratt was. Yeah. Well, Chris Pratt was literally the only cast member on Guardians of the Galaxy that I had no idea who he was. Um, But I knew who uh, Zoe Zeldana was because Avatar. I just remember her as being the chick from Avatar. Uh, and I remember Dave Batista, obviously, because I was really into wrestling. And, you know, obviously, Dave Batista is known for having the funniest entrance ever, <laughs> where he basically squats down and looks like he's about to take a dump on the middle of the, on the, middle of the stage. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I and then Vin Diesel getting casted because it was weird because I always wanted Vin Diesel as um, what's his name from Inhumans? Black Bolt. Yeah, there we go, Black Bolt. I always wanted him for Black Bolt, but when uh, but when he was cast as Groot, I was like, he's gonna play the talking tree. He's gonna play an Ent from Lord of the Rings. Come on. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, no, I was, uh, and then I started hearing James Gunn talking about the movie. And once I heard James Gunn talking about his idea for Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, okay, I have a little bit more faith in this one. And then I saw the trailer and I was so excited for the movie. And 2014 will always be remembered. I will remember it for the, uh, I, the four movies I was excited for was uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, oof, big oof, oof, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then you better say it. You better say it. The it was actually The Hobbit. Screw Unfortunate. you. Look, look, I, I know you were expecting me to say Godzilla, but actually, because I'm not a diehard God, I'm not like a diehard Godzilla fan like you are. I didn't have so much hype for that. I wasn't going in like, oh my gosh, I have to see this movie like opening day. <laughs> Dude, I wish I knew you back then because I would have took you to like opening day. Oh yeah, I bet you would have. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just want to. Uh... Do you remember when the they leaked the Comic Con trailer? See, I I remember hearing that they leaked it, but never being able to find it. Okay, so I was fun fact, right? Uh, so while I was down in LA for uh when my brother was getting chemo treatments, right? Uh uh-huh. Um, he was just not having like you know. He wasn't himself. He was just kind of right, really right. quiet, because you know it, you know it sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't have any idea kind of like how to cheer him up. And I was just kind of looking online and suddenly, boom, there it was. The elite Guardians of the Guardian or Guardians of the Galaxy trailer ready to watch. And so I pull up next to him. I'm like, Ben, 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 Ben. And he's like, what the f- is going on? <laughs> and I just kept pushing him. I'm like, well, just watch this. Boom. It just lit up his mood. And, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite memories of, uh, that's one yeah. of my favorite memories, which is, um, you know, watching him light up, watching the Guardians trailer. It's pretty dope. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and apparently, I heard 
the, apparently James Gunn said that they have only been shooting the movie for like 12 days when that Comic-Con trailer was put together. It was legitimately only Damn. 12 days of shooting when they finally put that thing together. And I was like, only 12, only 12 days? You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, we, I guess we can talk about our overall thoughts now. So, I mean, I guess, you know what, I'll, I'll go first because I, I usually never give Robert a chance to go second. And I know this is like his – this is his, you know, favorite movie of all time, I guess. <laughs> favorite comic book movie. Yep. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this. Um, I really love Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I remember walking out being so incredibly shocked by how funny it was because I had never seen a Marvel movie go for that level of humor. I mean, Joss Whedon had a lot of humor in Avengers, but there was way more of that frenetic, just almost a lot of the humor fell out of place, but in a good way, you know? Um, yeah. A very random humor that we would see in a lot of later Marvel movies, like in Ant-Man and all that other stuff. And I feel like this movie really set a pathway for movies with ensembles because it's like, Ever since this movie came out, it feels like every other movie that was an ensemble had to do what Guardians did. They had to have either have a soundtrack, they had to have a lot of humor, or they had to have whatever. They had to have, I don't know, a lot of jokes yeah. or whatever. You know? um, Suicide Squad is unfortunately a, a good example of that. But, but um, I think... I think the just like in, when we talked about Spider Verse last week, I think the characters in this movie are so damn relatable and so well fleshed out that I actually feel for them and their backstories, you know. Um, and yeah, I just love it. I have a few little nitpicks, like I again. I don't like I, I do have my issues with Ronan as a villain, but we'll get into that when we talk about the movie later on. But um, oh, I, I should mention this right off the gate. I know a lot of people are going to hate me when I say this. I don't like the Howard the Duck post credit scene. I mean, spoiler alert for the movie. I don't like the Howard the Duck post credit scene. What? I think it's I think it is the most pointless thing ever. And all that hype for post credit scene that just leads to like. What do you let him lick you like that for? Gross. Like, what? What? Come on. And plus, by the way, we rarely ever he's, – he's probably never going to be a main character in the MCU, just saying. Um, just, James going to be like that? Oh, watch him be a main – watch him be like a main member of the Guardians. Watch him. Oh, my gosh. That would be something. I wouldn't Any- be surprised. Like, they created yeah. like a whole – Sorry, you know, I'm getting too far. Getting a little too far. Talk about it later. Okay. Um, but no, uh, Robert, what, uh, what are your overall thoughts on Guardians? Uh, let me take you back to the opening day, right? Okay. So, you know how, like I told you, I was like super excited for this movie to come out. I'm ready. I drew a shirt for it, right? Uh-huh. Um. I bought the soundtrack because the soundtrack barely came out right before the movie. I was listening to the way there. Me and my brother go in. I sit down. I'm so excited. And oh my god, the excitement was right because this was such a fan-fucking-tastic movie. Like, the characters, like you said, they're so relatable. They're so human. And I... Sorry, I get my little excited. Um, <laughs> all these characters have such relatable uh, motives, right? Like with Peter Quill being emotionally immature uh, after right. his mother died of cancer, and he's just kind of this asshole. Um, right. Rocket Raccoon, who you know really does not like anyone except for Groot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of see his like hard shell shatter once Groot uh, quote unquote passes. 
Right. And like how Groot's the only decent person in the group, right? Oh yeah. Um like he's the heart of the group. Um honestly, I just love a story about fun, relatable characters that have like a really deep emotional connection, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Guardians of the Galaxy did that, you know, perfectly. And uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, High Top, uh, mm-hmm. is they connect to their pain, you know? Right. Um, even at, like, the very end with the Power Stone, where they all connect through each other as, like, a family. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that's just... Oh, God. James Gunn, man. He really knocked out of the park with that movie and i just yeah. love the visual effects in this movie like walking into this movie oh yeah without any knowledge of the mcu you wouldn't even think it would be connected to marvel but it is and you it see, stands like, on the, its I, own exactly it stands on its own and it's beautiful like uh nowhere uh oh, where peter quill gosh, and Gamora yes, are cool. just literally looking out into the galaxy yeah just, i'm really glad they got james gunn um, to direct this movie, I feel like I can't see any other people or a person doing it, right? Right. Like he writes so much love into these characters, and it really shows, right? Yeah. Like a, they're a group of nobodies, and you know he made them, um, just like Iron Man, um, house names. Right. Right. Uh, this movie is freaking hilarious. Like, I still laugh at it every single time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you might Real know me quick. by another name. Oh, yeah. Star-Lord. Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my favorite joke, actually, is um, it is pleasing to once again have friends. Peter Quill, you're my friend. Thanks. This dumb tree here is my friend. Hmm. And this green horse. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Um, But then there's also the, um, the, there's one visual joke that gets me every single time. And it's when Rocket's trying to break down why they need the Cornex battery that's on the watchtower. And Gru is just in the background opening the thing. And Drax is just looking around like, is anybody else watching this? Yes. (laughs) One of my all-time favorite visual gags in literally any movie, not just comic book movies, but any movie, period, is that right there. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I cannot praise this movie enough. I really love this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were talking about uh, how the characters have problems and issues that that we relate with. Um, that you feel sympathy for. For me, the character that I completely feel sympathy for, and the one who's actually become one of my top three favorite MCU characters, is Rocket. Yeah. Because that scene where he's sitting there with, um, where he's, he's drunk and he's like, well, I didn't ask to be made. I didn't ask to be torn apart and put back together over and over again like some little monster. I was when he was saying that I was like, "Holy crap!" I feel bad for him. Like, he's, yeah, he's kind of got a um, a Frankenstein's monster type vibe to him. Go and and I remember watching the director's roundtable on the Infinity War uh, bonus features, and even James Gunn said that to him, Rocket is Franken is Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, this little innocent creature that was experimented on, torn apart, put back together, and it's like, and you know, and now he's he's kind of a of an asshole because of it, you know. Um, but I think that's why I like him because he does start out as the biggest jerk in the Marvel universe, but slowly, you know, through every movie we've seen him, and not just in this one, but through the second movie and then through the Avengers movies, he becomes more of a, I don't know, uh, of a kind soul, I guess. <laughs> Still a bit of a smart <laughs> ass, 
but still a bit of a smart ass. Still an asshole. Yeah, uh, but uh, but has good intentions. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So let's start with um. Let's start with the the the. Let's start with the positives. Okay, Robert. What are some of your just list down all your positives that you have about uh, this this movie? Characters, story, um, its visuals, right? Um, sorry, I'm a little still a little tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, its theme and its freaking soundtrack. Oh yeah, this is one of the best soundtracks in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, my positives. I have a pretty long list. First of all, I just want to say I love the opening, like the first shot of the movie. Just having that. Just first of all, acknowledging that yes, this is going to have a, a really fun, upbeat soundtrack with the shot of the Sony Walkman of Peter of a young Peter Quill holding the Sony Rock Walkman. Whoa, 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 whoa! It didn't start out like that. It started out really freaking depressing. Okay. It started out depressing, but it started off with him holding the Sony Walkman before getting to the depressing part of the of the yeah, scene. Yeah, but let, let's let's be real for a second. Who thought this was going to be depressing, right? Yeah, I did not think so. Be a great movie, right? Yeah, when I well, no, when I saw the trailers, I was like, this movie's not going to take itself seriously. It's going to be like a spoof comedy almost. And then they have yeah. a the opening scene, and I was like, oh, they they they're not. They're actually going to take this a little bit more seriously. <laughs> Um, but I love that. And I, I love the prologue and I love just going from there to Peter Quill on Morag doing his dancing to come and get your love, you know, mm-hmm. hey, hey, anyway, um, <laughs> but, but that's such a great moment. And honestly, I will admit I've been in that situation where I've had my music on and I've been, and I would dance in the street all the freaking time you know i've been in a situation like that um in fact we did a you know uh fun fact uh robert and i did a parody to something very similar to that uh mr blue sky yeah to back in uh 2017 so yes good times um, oh good times oh i was so much i had i was a kid with hope (laughs) (laughs) used to be a kid with hope I used to be a kid with hope and dreams. <laughs> uh, those were um, days. Okay. Uh, I think the writing, this is some of the best writing I've seen in Like, I think James Gunn is, other than being just a great director, he's also a really great writer. Yes. Uh, his dialogue is so real. Uh, it. And and there's a lot of really good humor through, uh, spread throughout the movie. Like again, the whole opening with Star Lord, man, the legendary outlaw guys. Oh, forget this. <laughs> hey, get your hands uh, off me, you teenage ninja turtle! Oh yeah, teenage mutant ninja turtle, you better stop poking me. <laughs> uh, uh, um, obviously, again, we mentioned the soundtrack, but I love the. Uh, one of the other jokes that I love, uh, this I I just forgot about this one. But one of my other favorite jokes was, um, "Hey, um, uh, Marit, Marit, yeah, look, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I forgot you were here." Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I love the introduction to um, Gamora, uh, seeing kind of like her upbringing and um original apparently there's there's a deleted scene on the blu-ray where you actually see her kicking the crap out of ronin's men as she's going to xandar to get the the orb and i i'm not gonna lie i kind of wish they kept it uh in the movie just so you can actually just so you can actually see how much of a a a badass she actually is but you know it's fine the movie the movie's good either way, whether they kept it or left it, you know, kept it or dropped it, whatever. Yeah. Um, Rocket and Groot's intro with the whole thing with him going, um, stop drinking out of the fountain, you idiots. Why are you lying? 
or with uh, <laughs> with him looking at Stan Lee going, oh, man, this guy's a pervert. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I love that. And I also love his line when they're when they're getting it, when they're trying to get Peter Quill uh, and take him to Yondu. He's like, I live for the simple things. Like how much this is going to hurt. <laughs> it freaking uh, pulls out like a big ass gun. Yeah. That's what that's another thing I love how how he's able to fit these giant guns it is it is little tiny like you know suits. <laughs> yeah. Um uh and then Groot's whole thing with his with missing his arms and he's like oh, and then all of a sudden Rocket's like they'll grow back you idiot stop whining. <laughs> oh, rocket, rocket, rocket. Um, and I gotta say, um, I can't remember his character's name. What is his character's name? Um, but it's John, about? uh, John C. Riley's character. Oh, um, uh, Nova. Yeah. One of the, Nova, the, one of the Nova core guys. Um, but anyway, his character is really funny. I love his introduction. Uh, I really wish he was in the sequel. Yeah, I love his character when he's like, hey, it's Star Prince. Star Lord, Star man. Lord. Oh, sorry, Lord. He, I, ch- I I picked this guy up a few a year, a wee, years ago. He's got a code name. It's an outlaw name, man. Okay, it's okay. It's okay to have a, co- a code name. It's not weird. <laughs> John C. Riley was so good in that movie. Yeah. I feel like he's severely underrated. Yeah, um... I love him in that movie. And then um, uh, the lineup with him basically talking about each member, basically it's an exposition scene, but it's so good where um, Rocket spits on the floor. Um, You learn that – you learn through – I mean, you learn this multiple times throughout the movie, but apparently Thanos and Ronan are working together. Uh, in the movie. Oh my goodness, um, this is like, like our first real introduction of Thanos. I totally keep forgetting that. Yeah, like, yeah it is. Um, and then obviously Star-Lord's whole thing where he does the jack-in-the-box middle figure and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know how this machine worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, when we were... I, I, we, I remember you were texting me earlier this morning and you go, you went... um. You you were sending me that uh, gif as a <laughs> just as like as a response to how uh, to the fact that we were going to be talking about this movie. Was, uh, anyway, um, good times, good times. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love the design of the prison. Like I love the way oh, this place looks. Actually, I just love the design of everything. Everything looks so unique. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. like something I've never really seen. Yeah, um, I love. I also love the introduction to Drax when he's like, "Why would I put my finger on his throat?" <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice knife. I'm keeping it. That was my favorite knife. <laughs> um, and that also Rocket, over his head. Yeah, Rocket's little thing where he goes, "Asleep for the danger, awake for the money," as per freaking usual. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the escape is also really funny, uh, is also really cool. Um, I like it when, uh, Drax throws, throws Rocket the machine gun and Rocket just goes, oh, yeah. And then starts shooting Ah. everything. (laughs) And then it just cuts to Peter Quill asking the guy for his leg and he's like, you want my what? (laughs) And I got to talk about I gotta talk about Tyler Bates's score for this movie. Do, 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 exactly, do, do, do. one of my all-time favorite scores in a comic book movie is the Guardians theme. Anyway, it's such a good theme, and I love it a lot. Um, <laughs> metaphors are going to go completely over his head nothing goes over my head my reflexes are so fast I will catch it I'm going to die surrounded by the biggest idiots in the galaxy <laughs> um, 
obviously the chemistry between the team is also really good. I just love this cast. The the chemistry between this group of characters, this random group of characters, uh, is also is just is probably one of my favorite aspects of the movie. Um, like I'm legit like surprised how they all work together so well. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, and I and it's surprising that none of them had anything bad to say about the other after after the movie because you hear all those stories about how like example for like uh mad max fury road apparently uh tom hardy and charlie theron did not get along while in that movie and honestly oh yeah no it's they they really did not get along and i think that was because that movie is just a two-hour car chase and you're basically stuck in a car for two and a half hours but okay Anyway, uh, that's not a review for Mad Max Fury Road. I shouldn't talk crap on it. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I And obviously, the design of Nowhere is awesome. I love it when they first pull in, and it almost has this vibe of go, driving into Vegas on a Friday night type thing, you know, with, yeah. uh, with Moon Age Daydreamer playing. It's, uh, it's such, a great, such a great little scene. Um, and I, uh, I also love the whole fight on there that eventually ends with Quill getting out of the ship and giving his helmet to Gamora. Uh, you know, one of my favorite scenes was when the Rocky's like, you idiots, these can't take plasma blasts. I'm not saying that. Oh, and then he hits one of the, he knocks one of the ship. Like, you know, this is something you don't expect like, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I like how he uses a ship to pilot another ship to destroy other. Yeah, ships. yeah, that's that's actually really cool. I actually really like that too. Um, yeah, that whole space, that whole sp- that whole ship battle is really awesome. Um, and of course, we got to talk about the twelve percent scene. <laughs> I have a plan. You have a plan. Yes. What, what, what percentage? Percent, what percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on nowhere. I just saved Quill. We already established that you destroying the ship that I'm on is not saving me. When did we establish that? Like three <laughs> seconds ago. And then he goes, I Sorry, wasn't, wasn't paying attention. I was I was thinking of something else. <laughs> uh, and then the whole what percentage? 12%. 12%? <laughs> That's a fake laugh. It's real. It's real. Totally fake. That is the most real, authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life because that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. <laughs> You're taking so that side? So what if it's better than 11%? What the heck does that have to do with anything? Thank you, Groot. Thank you. See, Groot's the only one of you who has a who has a clue, and he's chewing on his arm. <laughs> um, uh, freaking and then freaking freaking great movie. Yeah, and then I like it when Rocket's like, "Well, what the hell? I don't have that long a lifespan anyway." And then he gets up and he goes, "Now I'm standing. Y'all happy? All standing up now. Bunch of jackasses leaving in a cert." Standing, standing in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> um. um. Yeah. No. <laughs> the comedy in this movie is just so well written. You know. Yeah. And, and 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 like sharp, right? And the way sense, but like for for me, humor works best when it's delivered. It's got to be delivered in such a way that. I don't know. Like, like, example. Let me, let me, let me just say. I know you're gonna hate me talking about it, but Ant, the humor in Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Oh my god. The the beginning when the 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 um the whatever his the agent's name is Agent Jim. I'm just gonna call him um the the guy from the office. I don't know what his name, but he says, um, "Thanks. I'm also a youth pastor." I'm like, um. Was that supposed to be funny? Like, it's just to me, it never worked because it was delivered in a way that just didn't come off as funny, you know. Um, 
it just came off as kind of awkward in, in a way. This movie, the humor comes off almost like um, very rela- like like the way humor would come off if you were talking to your friends or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, very relatable. And it's like, uh, and I don't know, it just, I really, I, I think this is some of the best humor in a Marvel movie I've seen. And, and it gets even improved upon with volume two, which we'll talk about you know, later. Um, I love the whole Xandar fight. And then the, we are group moment is makes me cry. It's such a sad moment. It uh, really is. And then, <laughs> what are you doing? Dance off, bro. Me and you. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, the baby Groot dancing at the end of the, the post, one of the post credit scenes with baby Groot dancing is also really fun as well. Um, all right, let's talk about the negatives. Uh, Robert, do you have any negatives that you're going to mention? I mean, yeah, of course, but honestly, my thing with this movie, right, not every movie needs, like, a perfect villain, right? Right, right. And honestly, I didn't think Guardians of the Galaxy needed that, right? At least the Mm -hmm. very first one. Right. I feel like the characters stand on their own way too well. And I feel like giving them more shine rather than focus on the villain who's going to die anyways. Yeah. And has like no real relation between the characters besides Gamora uh-huh. and uh, Drax. Yeah. And I think it's, it's fine, right? Right. He's just, you know, um, he's the evil bad guy. The typical. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. I, um, I don't like Ronan as a villain, I think he's. I I don't. I think his motivation makes sense for why he wants to do it. It's just that. I don't know. He's not given enough time to be evil, and that is the sacrifice you make when you have an ensemble as good as the cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that unfortunately you're going to have a uh, a villain who is weak. It's kind of it's kind of unfortunately the biggest sacrifice you have to make when you're uh, when you're making a movie just that's about the that's about the heroes rather than a movie that's going to be you know the villain is going to get just as much screen time as the hero you know and I think Guardians right. two definitely improves upon that and we'll talk and again oh, we'll talk definitely about Guardians two but for this one I understand why he is the way he is. I just think it would have been nice to give him a little bit more time to be evil and let, and give us more time to be intimidated by his presence because every time you he know came what's one of my favorite scenes kind of, with him? Uh, well, which one? It's a dance-off. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Dance-off, bro. <laughs> exactly, he just yeah. stares at him so stupidly. Like, he just lost He's all so his brain <laughs> you broke the main villain for like a split second. He literally legitimately is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I don't know if you saw this video. I think it was on the blooper reel, the Blu-ray, but it was basically this whole thing where uh, he goes, dance off, bro, me and you. And then <laughs> Ronan goes, it's said, on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's such a great. Uh, that's so great. Um, also, I know at the time this was very impressive, but watching it, I mean, honestly, when, even when I first saw it, I didn't like it. I don't, I've never liked Thanos' design in the movie, and I'm so grateful that Infinity War improved on this. I hate his look. I just hate the way he looks. He looks so cartoonish to me. Yeah, um, that is something I do agree with. I, I think kind of wish that we. I think his scene is awesome. I think his scene is awesome where he goes, "I will bathe the Star Wars in your blood." And when I was making Avengers: Infinity War um, fan made trailers, that was the line I always used toward the end of the trailer. You know, um, oh, I remember that. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and because it, it's such a great line, and I was like, and it does get you hyped for where they wanted to take Thanos. You know, not gonna lie, it does get you a little and that's bit. That's when they uh, first introduced Josh Brolin as Thanos. Yeah, because he was played by a different actor in Avengers, right? He was. Yeah, I can't remember what actor it was who played him in Avengers, but uh, yeah, I just remember was... he was in Civil War. Yeah, um, they, uh, but yeah, no, it's our first introduction to Josh Brolin as Thanos. Um, but again, I just don't like his design because I feel like out of all the CGI characters in the movie, it's the one that looks the most cartoonish. You know? Yeah. Um, I think Benicio del Toro's performance as the Collector is so over the top. I think it's completely think over it's the perfect. top. It's totally comic accurate, though. He is totally over the top. I get it, but it's like there's He's literally com- in his character. Even, even I, I, when Rocket goes, "Oh, we're all very fascinated," I was like, "I was like, okay, Rocket, thank you for shutting him up. I don't. I, I'm annoyed by him. I'm so annoyed." Literally, that's his point of a character. But he was just there. Like, the other thing, he was just there to give explanation on what the Infinity Stones are. And I feel like that whole scene was a studio note. Was a a note from Kevin Feige that said, okay, we have one of the Infinity Stones. Let's let's have a scene where you kind of talk about what they are because we do want to use them in the future. You know? I don't know. For me, it just kind of it's a nitpick but it bothers me a little bit um and then the line <laughs> that i brought up before we i think before we started recording or while well, maybe maybe while we were recording i don't know we've been recording for quite a while but uh <laughs> uh but when ronan says you call me boy yes it's such a dumb line and i was like First of all, the line itself is really stupid. But the way the, the way Lee Pace, who plays Ronan, the way he says it is so over the top. I can't help but laugh every time that moment comes on uh, comes on the screen. And I just <laughs> it's been my uh, the, it's been the number one thing i have made fun of when it comes to all the marvel movies you call me boy is my is my number one butt end of the joke (laughs) (laughs) um and then obviously i don't i I mentioned this earlier i don't like howard the the howard the duck scene okay you know what i'm ready to fight you on this you stupid bitch (laughs) i just i just don't think it literally you're taking the ending credits way too serious with this, right? Well, no, it's not that I was expecting something huge or anything. I wasn't expecting like some big giant reveal, like oh my gosh, Avengers two is happening. Uh, but I was, but it just honestly for me, I just, I, it just is a little. I don't know. I, I for me, I feel like it's just a. Uh, a, a, a fun little Easter egg for people who are fans of, you know, Howard the Duck, you know, and even, and, and I'll tell you this, nobody is going to, nobody's going to know that Howard the Duck is actually a Marvel character. People just watch Howard the Duck and they were like, oh, the, the Howard the Duck movie. And they were like, oh, okay, I guess. But then they see him in the movie and they're like, wait, what is he doing here? He's not a Marvel character. Because that's the expression that because I went to go see the movie with my mom on my birthday, and I had to explain to my mom that Howard the Duck was a Marvel character. So I think for me, the reason why I don't like it is because I'm looking at it from the viewpoint of the person who doesn't know anything about the comics and looking at it from a viewpoint of somebody who had no idea that Howard the Duck was even going to be in this movie. You know, it just I think that's what makes it so unique. Okay, go ahead and explain. <laughs> go ahead and explain. So, okay, you got to think about when back in like 1980 something, where George Lucas chose to do a Marvel movie and it was Howard the fucking Duck. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the stupidest choice for him, right? 
left everyone a bad taste in the mouth. No one knew it was an actual Marvel movie. But if you like go to the comics, how the duck is such a stupid character, anyways, right? Uh huh. And them bringing it into the MCU shows that they're really trying to get out there, right? They're going all out with this. They have talking raccoons, trees, and now a talking duck that makes cameos. Right. And honestly, I just think, you know, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And having Seth Green voice it. Yeah, I didn't recognize that was Seth Green. I didn't recognize that was him. You're letting him lick you like that? Gross. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I get it. Uh, I just, for me, I don't know. It just, for me, it's, it's never worked. I've always felt like it was one of the weaker post-credit scenes. Um, but honestly, Marvel has had so many post-credit scenes that so many post-credit scenes, a lot of them are very pointless. A lot of the post-credit scenes in the Marvel movies are very pointless. But anyway, I don't want to get into that whole debate. Um, all right. Um, so that wraps up my negatives. So I guess we're basically almost done with the episode. Oh, my gosh, Robert, we've basically almost done it. Um, actually, you know what? I want to talk about this, okay? Let's talk about what is your favorite song on the soundtrack, Robert? What is your absolute favorite song on the soundtrack? Well, there's two. Okay. Come and Get You Love and Ain't No Mountain High. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Those are really good ones. Um, yeah, for me, huh. I, I think for me... I have to go with Come and Get Your Love. I think it just brings off this vibe that when you watch the movie, when the movie starts and Come and Get Your Love starts happening, you know exactly what type of movie you're going to watch from beginning to end, you know? And plus, it's also a really good refresher after the prologue, which is so depressing. (laughs) Oh, my God. It ends up giving you such a good refresher, and it's like, okay, we're, we're going to have fun here. You know, we had a little bit of a sad opening, but you know what? We're going to have fun here overall, and Come and Get Your Love is per- – plus, Come and Get Your Love actually holds a bit of a personal connection to me. Uh, back in 2015, uh, my first girlfriend, who shall remain nameless, uh, was uh, actually sang that song on Valentine's Day and put it on my Facebook page. <laughs> and uh yeah um yeah <laughs> um but but yeah i it, i i've always loved that song and even when i'm driving uh to work i usually put on that song and i'm just like going back and forth just singing along to it it's such a great song oh anyway um okay uh I guess we'll go to our overall thoughts and the score out of 10. Uh, who Do you want to go first or should I go first on this one? Uh, I'll go first real quick. Okay, go ahead. Overall, this is one of my favorite comic book movies easily. To its cast, its you know visuals, to its theme and Etc. Etc. All my positives I have seen before. Nine out of ten. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, this movie is as close to perfect as you can get when it comes to the comic book genre. Um, it is one of my favorite. It is personally for me one of my favorite MCU movies, and it kind of. I don't know if it's in my top ten. I have to go back and look at my top ten. But I don't know if it's actually in my top ten favorite comic book movies of all time. But honestly, this movie, if it's not in it, it comes pretty damn close. Like, it's just so great. The characters are fantastic. And, yeah, I think it's one of the best movies that the MCU has put out to this day. And The Guardians, honestly, to me, 
have never been I mean I guess I guess I could say Guardians 2 is great. I mean Guardians 2 is great, but even that movie is not really as great as as emotionally resonating as the first one is. I think the first yeah. one is more emotionally resonating and um I have to give Guardians of the Galaxy uh, a 9.5. So, hell yeah. So, anyway, guys, that will do it for this episode of Throwback Thursday. Robert, uh, we've, uh, it feels good to be talking about a movie. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love talking about the Spider Man movies, but I gotta say, it feels good talking about a movie that wasn't Spider Man related. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, this is all too right. Much Spider Man. Oh uh, yeah, too much webbing. Uh, the webs are everywhere. <laughs> I came out wrong. Really? Um, speaking of Spider Man okay. guys, speaking of Spider Man guys, I should use this time to get off a few little housekeeping, whatever. Um, there's a brand new episode of the Zeke Central Show on the podcast feed. Definitely go check that out. Um, uh, there is a brand new episode of the Web Swingers podcast that is up. I mean, obviously we're recording this on Sunday, but by the time you guys listen to this, it will be up because it premieres on Monday nights. But the first episode of the Web Swingers podcast is up on the podcast feed, so definitely go and check that out. And then... uh, yeah, Avatar the After Show every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. So make sure you guys go and just subscribe to the podcast feed. Get notified. You'll, you'll know when an episode drops. Um, but in the meantime, next week on Throwback Thursday, we will be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I hope you guys will join me for that. So. Sun is shining. <laughs> I was like, I was starting to say, where are you going with that? <laughs> um, anyway, Robert, thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh, you're welcome, Turd Blossom. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. Uh, and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Bye.